Get to wear those game day jerseys down the hall Kings of the school, man, where the boys are fall Well, let's turn and face the stars and stripes It's batting back them butterflies It's calling in the air, all right Yes, sir, we want the ball And it's knocking heads and talking trash It's slinging mud and burning grass It's I got your number, I got your back When your back's against the wall You mess with one man You've got a song The boys are falling If you want to know who we are It's on the logos of our caps We're mountaineers Volunteers With a tide that rolls We're Seminoles With a hurdle on steel Into the end zone And the Seminoles are going to bring it out This is Kermit Whitfield On the left side A hold to the 30 35 yeah! Kermit Whitfield to the 50 To the 40 Kermit Whitfield to the 30 To the 20 15, 10, 5 Touchdown of the show In trouble in the backfield Wants to throw down He's going to go deep And I mean deep And I mean Welcome to the final edition of 2024. Dixie Football Nation joining us is the always well-dressed Tony Agolini. Tony, how are you? Fresh out of bed. How's it going? And I can't say the same for, for Matt Carr as he is. Uh, looks like he's uh, about to uh, start an episode of Cops. Uh, Matt, how the hell are you? <laughs> I'm doing good, man. Uh, my daughter is asleep in a very dark room, and I could not go get any clothes besides what I did sleep in. So, <laughs> fair, fair enough. Well, a uh, couple things happened last night. The number one thing uh, with the bullet, if y'all missed it, the. Oregon Ducks, as I was beating the table all week about it, I'm glad I didn't look like a fool. They took down the uh, Southern Cal Trojans. They knock out USC's any chance that they had of getting into the playoffs. I don't think they had a real shot of getting the playoffs, but they take them down 31-24. So at least if there is a Rose Bowl, we don't have to watch Southern Cal. So that's also a that's also a big bonus there. Uh, did I, I did y'all catch the game last night, Tony? I'll start with you. Yeah, I caught a pretty decent amount. Mostly, the, most of the second half, we were kind of running errands in the first half. But uh, yeah, it was a fun game. I, um, I kind of forgot that uh, his name escapes me. The uh, Oh Moorhead, the Mississippi State head coach for a couple of years um, after Mullen left, and he was Penn State's offensive coordinator before that when they had McSorley and, and Saquon Barkley and all those guys. He's Oregon's offensive coordinator, and he's a fantastic coordinator. Uh, they they took advantage of. Uh, some deficiencies on Southern Cal's defense got some mismatches, and once it became a two-possession game, uh, that kind of that kind of changed things. And Southern Cal's quarterback didn't have the greatest of nights. I found it interesting that I did so. I, I'd, I'd seen two Oregon games, but, but honestly, both of them they were a secondary monitor, so I didn't like lock into them. 
I don't know how long they've been doing this, but it was pretty interesting to see them run a two-quarterback offense yeah. where they kept a sliding Brown back in. He's more of a wildcat and almost bit him in the ass because the, he fumbled at the end of the game. And luckily, I don't, I, I can't remember, I, I can't remember the guy's name, but, but the uh, the the running back that fell on the ball saved the day because whoa, would that have been a gaff to have the conference championship right yeah. there that you weren't even supposed to be in the game. And you fumble it because I didn't. I was. It's funny. Right before it happened, I was saying to myself, you know, normally when a team has a lead, you see them under center. You don't see them. And I, I just said the words out loud to myself. Essentially, I, I said, "Why are they running the pistol when they're just got to run, <laughs> kill the clock?" And as soon as I said it, bam, the ball hit the floor. I was like, "Oh no! Oh no! Yeah. Don't let this that be the way they lose it." That interception Oregon had towards the end was pretty clutch. I, I didn't when it when it first happened. I didn't think there was a way in heck that he actually got it, and, and they they called it an interception. And I mean, he had it for a split second, I guess, and the the toe was down. It was that was a close one. And that kid Thibodeau, who was everywhere for Oregon number five, was a of course a Florida commitment for a long time, and then uh, ultimately went to uh, Oregon. Um, I don't think he flipped on signing day. I think he flipped about a month before, but. Uh, that, that kid's a monster. He was all over the place. I didn't even think to look at it, but did the kid that came to Florida that transferred because of the whole uh, rape allegations thing of his roommate, was he on the field last night for Southern Cal? I thought I heard his name a few times. Yeah, Steele. Um, Steele, okay. I, I, yeah, I didn't really – I couldn't really see, like, what – I know he made a couple tackles. I don't think he made any big plays or anything like that, but I think he's done He's done pretty well out there. I think – I want to say the Thibodeau kid is from – either from Gainesville or close by. I'd have to look it up, but – Everybody kind of thought he was a shoe in to come to Florida. Chris Steele, is that his name? What's that? Yeah. Chris Steele, yeah, he he did play. He made uh, one solo tackle. Okay. I, yeah. I, 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 I kind of forgot You're about right, him. I heard his name, and I had to do kind of a double take. I kind of forgot about him, and then I, I, I don't know what just made me think of it right now. Uh, Matt, yeah. Matt did use you, him. I'm sorry, go ahead. I said we could use him. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, I bet he's like, and hey, thank God I'm not playing against Alabama today. Okay, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get, uh, and get out the popcorn. Matt, Matt, did you get a chance to watch the game? I didn't watch any of that. I watched. Uh, I went to bed kind of early, actually. I watched the Celtics a little bit of the Celtics game. Uh, I tried to watch some of the Buffalo uh, game last night to watch the running back for Buffalo. I don't know if you watched him any this year. No, I haven't. I've only read about him. I but uh, I saw that Ball State won the game. Yeah, Ball State ended up winning the game. Uh, Jared Patterson. He's just he's been fun. I kind of keep my eye on. But it's weird to see to say that, but it's just he's kind of like one of those small schools. Great running back. Kind of fun to watch. So I watched a little bit of that. But yeah, I, I can care less about the Pac-12. Always have. Always will. I would say Buffalo goes to a bowl game. I mean, they're only five and one now. So I, I, it, so many teams are opting out of bowl games. Speaking of opting out, if y'all missed it, Florida State's not playing again. I'm so over this damn season, man. I mean, I just, I'm like, I wanted to see them play one last time. I didn't care if they won or lost. I just wanted to watch them play one last time. And now that's in the crapper. Because I thought you were about to say they opted out of a bowl game. I was like, I don't think this is how well, that I think, Yeah, they said that too. They're opting out of any bowl game. Who the hell wants you in a bowl game? Because you're going <laughs> to, even even if they say, well, we just want to have a warm body in there, you're going to freaking dip out 24 hours before the damn game starts. I, I, I totally blame the administration on it. There's no way in hell that all this contact tracing off of one player is being generated by the coaching staff, right? They're, they're having to listen to... I I've got to blame the athletic director. It's it, it 
it's it starts and begins and ends with them because there's no way that the coaching staff is saying let's not play the game because of contact tracing right and so every other school has been able to navigate through the season they've had some 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 postponements yada 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 this is the fourth time florida state's had this issue yeah. And so you're not going to make me believe that, oh, they just had a bunch of bad luck. No, they're being overly cautious. It's pathetic and ridiculous. And I'm not uh, giving any money to the uh, university this year. <laughs> <laughs> For 20-something years in a row, I'll keep my streak alive. <laughs> I got no. a lot of problems with you people. <laughs> no, I, I actually used to be a part of the FSU boosters uh, years and years ago, but... I kind of fell out of it. And I, I was planning on getting back into it, but this really has pissed me off. But anyways, there's a not there's a sternly my, worded letter to the editor coming. Yeah, from exactly. A, from not the, not that my you know few beans that I would send in their way is going to make a big deal. But <laughs> so you you just bought a guy at lunch for three weeks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, the the other game of interest last night was Nebraska Rutgers. Nebraska beat Rutgers. 28-21. I watched quite a bit of that game as well. Uh, I, I was pulling for Rutgers. I don't know why, but I've, I've gotten to where I'm pulling for the fighting Greg Shianos. And um, I just, I'm not a Scott Frost fan, so I don't dislike him. I just, there's nothing about him that I say, man, I hope he does well. So that game was pretty damn good. Rutgers had a chance to win it. They, they had some flaws that that uh, were exposed in the second half, but they did cover the spread, my friends, and that's all that really matters. Uh, so I, I, I was uh, happy about that one, as well as taking Oregon plus uh, three and a half. So that explains more why you watch more of that game. <laughs> yes. Well, I've got. Well, the thing is, uh, I, that is the seventh time I have bet on the Rucker Scarlet Knights this year. Five and two on the spread with them. I don't know why, because I would think they would be a little more. You'd think they'd be a little more in the know on covering the spread since they're in Jersey, and Jersey just got sports gambling legalized. And I mean, let's be honest, the mob's there. So you would think Rutgers <laughs> would wouldn't always be. Rutgers is always a much bigger underdog than they should be in these Big Ten. I guess it's just from years of sucking, and people haven't caught up to the fact that they're winning a lot of games. And losing a lot of games really, really close. So there you have that. Other games that have been uh, canceled, Purdue and Indiana. I'm bummed about that. I, I wanted to see Indiana play one more time. But I, I've just uh, – the Louisiana, Coastal Carolina, I'm really bummed about that. That was my favorite yeah. game of the day. And so that has been canceled. So uh, what games – outside of the SEC championship game, and we'll say outside the ACC championship game because I think those are pretty on the nose. What games are you all excited for today? Tony, start with you. Uh, I watched the Big 12 championship game uh, a little bit. It's not like, you know, I'm, I'm with you. I'll watch Ohio State Northwestern at one, and I'll, I'll kind of flip back and forth and, and see what all is out there. But honestly, um, I mean, that SEC championship game being at prime time, that's, that's kind of – that's kind of the focus, obviously. I do wish it was at four, like it usually is. Or like yeah, why did they change years. that? I like that so much better. I don't know. It's it's funny. So we we had the opportunity to 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 go. We we had the opportunity to order tickets, and I didn't really want to drive five hours on back to back days. My dad didn't really want to fly, so ultimately we're going to watch the game here. But if that thing's at four, the best part about that is 
Um, if you book your flights in advance, you can fly up in the morning and, and fly back that night and not have to, you know, be there forever. Or, you know, you can make a weekend out of it either way. But when they did it at eight o'clock, we're just, you know, drive halfway back after the game and stay and then come back. We just, we didn't want to go through all that this year and only have, you know, 20,000 people there and not being able to go here, there and everywhere in Atlanta. So, um, but why they moved it, um, I don't know. I I like it at four. I, I do too. I, I didn't know if they were going to start rotating between that and the ACC championship. If there was some kind of thing where they felt like that they get better television ratings if it's at 8 p.m. I don't think that's the case. It's because it's been such a tradition, I've always looked forward to the SEC championship game beginning at 4 Eastern. And then you get, usually at nighttime, whether it's 7, 30, 8 o'clock, you get a choice of what game do you care about more? Is it the ACC or the Big Ten championship, mm-hmm. right? And the Big 12, I feel like that has been traditionally right before the SEC championship game. I feel like it's always been a day game, kind of a dud anyways, and no one really cares if they watch it or not. The one thing that I would like to see them add to next year's, uh, I I know they won't, but I wish they would, to kind of like the way people are talking about what would you keep from baseball from from this year to next year. What I would like to see them keep is – the way that all these conferences added a bonus game to teams who didn't make it to the conference championship game and give you another game, another game for the, for the fans to watch. Right. And then maybe if you have some kind of argument, let's say Texas A&M uh, this, this week, I would have liked to have seen that rotated to them playing like Georgia because it was their best chance to, to impress as opposed to playing the, the volunteers. But I know they probably won't do that, but I think it would be fun for the fans to 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 get an extra game and a bowl game in there. But anyways. yeah, I think I think I think Tennessee A and M, and then um, you know LSU, I guess, got a shot in the arm thanks to us last week. But uh, you know, watching uh, Ole Miss, Ole Miss has been a blast to watch this year. I mean, I, I think they've they have they won won three or four games. Corral's had a big year. Um, you know, I, I think uh, we'll we'll get to first year coaches and stuff later on in the show. But um, I think Kevin's done, done great up there. I, uh, I think he'll stick around. I don't think he's, I think he learned his lesson on one and dones when he left for 10 left Tennessee for, for Southern Cal. But I mean, anytime Will misses on with Kevin as a coach, it's uh, you know, it's almost mandatory to tune in. So um, I, I'll watch that one as well. And, and watch, watch Ole Miss beat LSU like 82 to four this week. Cause uh, LSU won their their Super Bowl last week, and uh, Ole Miss has a lot to prove. And I think Ole Miss actually a couple of their best receivers are out this week, uh, taking taking the week off to get ready for the quote draft. Dean just asked, could the Texas A and M and UT game have something to do with the time of the SEC championship? I don't think that game <laughs> has it is is a changing times of, of the championship. They would move the the Texas A and M game before they worried about that. I think it's got something to do with. I feel like I read something where they were going to start rotating that. But it's all been lost in 2020. My, my memory is not what it was because it just all came at me in a blur. And I feel like this is going to start becoming a rotating thing where CBS is going to put their 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 championship game on at nighttime one year and 4 p.m. next, and it's going to rotate. like Either that or they're just going for the 8 p.m. slot and they think that's the best one. I think it's a bad, bad, bad move because when you have it at the 4 p.m. slot in most years, it's the only game on. And yeah. you, you, you get the you get the center stage and you get to watch that game. And then once that game's over, 
and you go to flip over to the nighttime championships of the other conferences, you, you kind of get an idea, okay, well, this just happened, so what are we looking at in the following games? I don't like the SEC game being on so late. I think it's much better at 4 o'clock Eastern. Um, anyways, moving on from that, the SEC championship game is tonight. Florida is a 17.5-point underdog the last time I looked at it. And the over under is what really grabs my eye. The over under yesterday was 74. Let's see. Yeah, 74 and a half now. It's moved up a tick. They wanted to see if. Oh, man, that was a high over under. to go to the game if LSU had lost last week? What's that? No, we, we actually we, we decided a few weeks ago we, we weren't going win or lose um, last week because we, we, we had to tell the school how many tickets we wanted like three weeks ago. So. I got you. Um, but it, it would have been a, it would have been a more, uh, uh, not depressing. It would have been what's the word? It would have been a more, uh, you know, just enjoy Atlanta. No, oh, by the way, there's a football game trip if we were going uh, after the loss to LSU. All right. There was a goofy article on ESPN that had a, had a pass for Florida to get into the 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 playoffs. I just I, I I still can't buy it because I feel like that even if they were to beat Alabama. A&M's going to get the nod, assuming they beat Tennessee, because from their own conference. Because they, first of all, they only have one loss. Second of all, they beat Florida, so you couldn't even have that argument of, well, Florida's the conference champion. Yeah, but are you really? Because you lost to the the one loss team over here. So I, I just, I think the world has to just cave in for for Florida even. A, have an argument and every team I think of that would beat a team to knock a team out would actually elevate another team. Um, with, with this game, Florida won't spend too much time on it. Cause y'all aren't giving them much of a chance. I think they've got a little better chance than what the experts think, but, uh, I, I don't feel comfortable taking Alabama minus the 17 and a half. I feel like that that Alabama is going to put points up, but I think Florida can put up points as well. If you have some turnovers here and there, you just never know. Tony, what is the key to Alabama losing this game and Florida having a chance to at least salvage the season with an SEC championship and maybe an outside shot at a, at a playoff berth? Yeah, and it's it, – I was talking to my dad last night. It's crazy how this has kind of changed, like how um, – you know, when did we ever talk about <clears throat> when did we ever talk about settling for for an SEC championship? Like that's you know I'm old enough to where we we hadn't won an official until until '91, and um, you know now all of a sudden you know you beat Alabama, you win the SEC, which you know gets your gets that year that team's year you know in this hung up in the stadium and and you get rings and this that and the other. Well, you know all of a sudden now that's um, you know just. Eh, SEC champion, but you know we didn't make the playoffs. But I, I think from I think for this program, I think it's a big deal. You know, had won one since two thousand and eight. Um, hadn't really been to the SEC championship with a with a puncher's chance since um, two thousand nine. I mean, the two McElwain teams that went. You know, we, we we went to those two games, and, and you'd watch Alabama come out of the tunnel, and they look like an NFL team, and, and we had a bunch <laughs> of guys that looked like they they didn't work out very often. So, um, I, I think the gap as far as <laughs> physicality between the two teams is. Kind of closed a little bit, you know. Alabama is still neck and neck above everybody else, um, especially this year. Um, but I, I think the key for for Florida is we, we need some help. Like we, we need to force turnovers. We've been terrible at that this year. 
Um, you know, had a few uh, interceptions a couple weeks ago against a bad quarterback, but Mac Jones doesn't typically make uh, mistakes like that. He's a little bit like Kyle Trask, where if you get him off of his spot, you know, he he'll he can panic a little bit. Um, but they really, for Bama's defense, they haven't faced a quarterback like Trask in like a month. Um, so I, I think the key for Bama is just kind of play clean football. I think Florida has to play a perfect game, and Florida's got to force some turnovers. I Every week I keep thinking we're, this is the week we're going to actually you know, get a running back to run for 100 yards, and, and I don't think it's happened all year. Um, so you become one-dimensional, and that's not good if your front five offensive linemen can't, you know, can't, uh, can't keep Bama's out of the backfield when they're rushing three and four guys and don't even have to blitz. So um, th- those are all – uh, you asked me for one, I gave you like 15, but um, ultimately a lot has – a ton has to go right – a ton has to go right for Florida in this game, and, and Bama's got to help us out. What what's your score? Uh, I've got, I, I think we'll play well today. Honestly, um, you know Kyle Pitts is is back. I, the thing last week, we weren't there early enough to watch him like do sprints and all that kind of stuff. We grabbed dinner and then we got in about fifteen minutes before for for senior day. Um, but by all accounts, he was he he was fine, and the medical staff said they wanted to keep him out and you know take from that what you will, but. Um, he'll be back this week. And the biggest thing with him being back is that it creates openings for Grimes and Tony and Copeland because the, the defense has to, you know, focus on, on pits or kind of pick their poison. So I think that'll open up a lot of things in the first half last week. Uh, our receivers were terrible at getting open. Like we can see the entire field um, guys just weren't getting separation. And, and this is against, you know, LSU's four cornerbacks when two of them are walk-ons, one of them got kicked out of the game for targeting. So it wasn't like we were going against an elite LSU defensive backfield last week and, and they still couldn't get open. So uh, I, I think having Pitts back will play better. I've got 45 31. Um, I just think Bama's too much. It's a, it'll be, I think it'll be a lot like Florida LSU last year, where once it became a two possession game and, and, and Florida had to really um, kind of play desperate. Um, I, I think that was kind of when the game changed. You, you have to hold serve on offense and, and try and get a stop or two with uh, Todd Grantham. Todd Grantham's less, Less than elite defense. Carr, what say you? I think that they're going to just, if Florida has a chance, you got to stop Devontae Smith. Um, and Florida can't stop the run or the pass. So you got to pick your poison and try to do, try to do one of the two. Um, I think the score is going to be about 48 35. I think the over is pretty easy on this one. Um, it's, I, I like it being a night game, but like I said, I, like y'all said, I'm used to seeing the ACC at night, so I would rather see this during about four o'clock range as well. Well, I, I like the tradition of you get the SEC essentially kicking off the excitement at four four p.m. and then I'm not talking about today. We know which one we would rather watch. I'm talking about in most years, knowing that when you get to the night game. ACC and Big Ten championships are we're always going off against each other. You kind of get to pick of well, well, which one do I really care about, right? Because I remember when right. Florida State won the title in 2013, they were playing Duke. They didn't have much of a, of a chance of being upset, but Ohio State was playing. Ah, was it Wisconsin? I can't remember who they were playing, but it was it was a big deal that Ohio State was in that game and they were trying to kind of show up Auburn so to speak and they were trying to get in they didn't put this before the playoffs they ended up putting Auburn in but uh that kind of stuff is what I like I wouldn't even mind it if they put the big 12 championship on it at the same time too put all three of them on 
at night and let the SEC title game be by itself. Maybe you put a lower rung one at noon, like a like a conference USA or Sun Belt or something like that. But what I'm the biggest thing that I'm I'm excited to watch about this game is I want to see what specifically Pitts in Trask can do against the Alabama secondary because we've seen them shred some pretty bad secondaries all season long, but they're about to go up against an Alabama team who, by the way, they're actually, they're actually not ranked as traditionally high as most Alabama defenses are. They're ranked, I think 27th overall in yards given up. So it's not like this is a shut down Alabama defense, but we all know that they have the talent and they're, they're going to have the scheme ready. I'm, I, I'm, I'm excited to see what can Pitts do because it's going to be the closest litmus test we're going to have for what is Pitts really going to look like in the National Football League next year, right? Is he, is he for real, like can't be guarded, or is he one of these situations where it's, it's like, okay, he's been dominating these college kids and we'll see – what he can do in the NFL. I I think I think he's going to dominate in college. I mean in the NFL. I think he's going to be pretty darn good, but I want to see how good. I've got Alabama winning this. Uh I'm not going to call it a close game, but a high-scoring fun game to watch. I've got Alabama winning this 56-42. I think it's just going to be up and down up and down up and down. Uh so I I actually do like the over 74 and a half, but I don't know if I would hit Man, if you you pick the over at seventy four and a half, just lit, just from someone who's gambled for a long, long time, everything has to go right to hit seventy four and a half. You can't have a couple of three and outs. You can't have a situation where teams are stalling down in the red zone and and, and settling for field goals because they're trying to win a game and not giving a crap about your bet. Right? You're like you, they have to be healing on all cylinders, and, and that's why I would kind of caution against taking that one. I think the I'd be SEC more championship I, for 74 points is high. It's very high, but it's also what I kind of expect. Uh, we got Angelo joining us. Let's take a super quick break. We'll go about 90 seconds to reset and we'll jump into our stupid underdog picks. We'll be back here in just a flash here on the armchair quarterbacks radio show. It's important to remember the value of taking time for ourselves to do the things that help us grow and explore, like learning something new. And now with the Great Courses Plus, it's never been easier to experience the joys of learning. The Great Courses Plus offers thousands of streaming videos that cover hundreds of fascinating topics, from World War II to choosing the perfect wine. You can even take a course on the U.S. government or dealing with stress and anxiety. And because The Great Courses Plus partners with world-class professors and experts, you're always receiving thoroughly vetted, high-quality content from every lecture. Plus, you can watch or listen anytime, anywhere with The Great Courses Plus app. So take a little time for you. Sign up for The Great Courses Plus today for a free month of unlimited access. Visit thegreatcoursesplus.com slash radio to get started. That's the greatcoursesplus.com slash radio. 
We live in a world now that welcomes and nurtures the screwball in all of us. Hey, it's a new decade, people. Time to get a little nutty. Treat yourself to Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey, a smooth flavor that combines two of America's favorites, peanut butter and American whiskey. So no more social awkwardness. Time to embrace who you truly are. Get out there and make friends. And be sure it starts with Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey. It's available nearly everywhere. Learn more at screwballwhiskey.com. Infidium Spirits, please enjoy responsibly. At Shell, we know from the time you get up to the time you wrap up, Good night. there's a lot of meetups, eatups, and hurryups. So come to Shell and get three things done at once. Fill up with Shell V Power Nitro Plus to help keep your engine running like new. Save up with the Fuel Rewards Program and never pay full price for gas again. And snack up with in-store rewards to save even more at the pump. Make the most of the stop you need to make with Shell. And engines that continuously use Shell V Power Nitro Plus Premium Gas. And see full terms and conditions at FuelRewards.com. Now on Sunday mornings at a new time, we're going 11 a.m. Eastern to noon Eastern with the NFL Fantasy Football Stardom Center Pick'em Show. We do DFS, season-long fantasy, and we keep a winning record against the spread. 11 to noon on Sundays, the armchair quarterbacks have got you covered all football season long. There's no need to fear. Stupid! Underdog is here! Stupid! Underdog! Stupid! Underdog! Stupid! Underdog! Stupid! Underdog! Speed of lightning, more of thunder, fighting over power plunder! Stupid! Welcome back here to the Armchair Quarterbacks. It's time for the Stupid Underdog Picks. Angela, how the hell are you this morning? I'm doing well. How are you? Cold. It's like 18 degrees here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, up here is. It's gotten pretty nipply. So you got the Stupid Underdog Picks now. Um, see, last week we ended up with uh everyone did not cover i evened out so i i, I didn't get the two points i didn't lose them because there were 15 point underdogs and they were uh stayed 15 point underdogs so there you have that so going into the final week uh matt carr is sitting at 1.5 so the question is will you uh stay above the mendoza line or not and I'm curious to see where you are going next, sir. What, what is your swing for the fences, or are you just going to try to uh, stay above the Mendoza line and ho hopefully not I'm in gonna, I'm going to try to stay, stay above. I'm going to San Jose State over Boise State. San Jose State over Boise State. What is the line so you have at, on that one? What time is that seven game? Seven points, uh, Boise State. What time is that game? 3.30. 3.30 epic uh, battle of San Jose State. <laughs> I would love Northwestern to just kill Ohio State, but I just I don't want to get negative points. <laughs> so, you, so, so you're putting it all in the, uh, in the arms of uh, <laughs> Boise State. Okay. Uh, San Jose State. 
I'm sorry, San Jose State. That's right. San Jose State is the actual uh, underdog in that one. So there's seven point underdog. So the next one would be Tony. Tony, you are sitting at 22 points. And where are you going today? Uh, attempted to take Florida. I'm going to actually take Notre Dame. I feel like that game is a little bit more evenly matched, even with Lawrence back, than the, the 10 points. So I'm going to take Notre Dame. Okay, Notre Dame. I'm seeing 10 and a half. Do you have something different? Uh, that's fine. Okay. Uh, and Angelo, you're sitting at 32 points right now. Where are you going today, sir? Um... Give me Northwestern. Swinging yeah. for the fences. Northwestern for. I'm rooting it, for you. What is it? 19 points we've got? North, Northwestern ahead of Florida, huh? Yeah. <laughs> what is your uh, reasoning for Northwestern? A, I need to swing big, and, and, and B, I'm thinking that. Ohio State might be looking over them. I, I mean, I don't know if I see them winning, but I see it being close going into the – it could be close going into the fourth quarter. And that's what I'm hoping for. Okay. So, I'm going to go ahead and take the Gators. Uh, that is yeah. a – that way if uh, I Pick do, with your heart, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> that way if I don't win it, then I – that I actually win. <laughs> so, uh, they're the 17 and a half point favorites. Plus there's not a whole lot. I, I, I'm not a believer in Minnesota this year. Most of these other lines are pretty close. And the only other one I thought about going was maybe the volunteers plus 14 and a half, but I don't really see a and sleepwalking. I think they're going to take the game pretty seriously. I thought about Iowa state, but that's not much of a, of a gain. And I don't know. I'm starting to wonder is Oklahoma, they won that game by seven the first time, but I felt like that that game was dominated by Oklahoma, that that was a backdoor cover by Iowa State, right? I don't know. I and I and Look, I know usually when you get two teams that meet each other for a second time, it's, it's usually good for the team that lost the first time, but they played like two months ago. It wasn't like they just played like three weeks ago. And right. I just think Oklahoma, Radler's a much better quarterback than he was even back then. And he's... I think he's going to be really dynamic. He's going to be one of the Heisman favorites next year. So I, I'll go ahead and stick with UF. And you never know if some goofy stuff happens. Florida might win that game, but I do think they'll cover the spread somehow. Even yeah, if, even if I think you're dead on with OU. I, I think, um, you know, we're all kind of shell-shocked at their start, but they gradually under the radar, they've they've kind of they, – they played well the last, you know, five, six weeks, and uh, they'll, they'll be right back, you know, preseason top five, I think, next year. Okay, well, let's get into some predictions before we uh, end the show uh, in a different fashion as it was the end of the season, so we were giving out some awards, so to speak. Uh, before we get started, uh, Angela, what is your prediction in the Florida State-Wake Forest game? 0-0 zero, zero tie. <laughs> are, you, are you as fed up with this as I am? Yeah, I mean, it's. I was fed up with it a long time ago, to be honest. Um, I didn't think they'd play against Duke, so I kind of mentally checked out. Mm -hmm. Then when they, they won against Duke, and at least we ended on the win. I mean, I'm not happy, but it is what it is. And see, I think that's why they did it. I think that's why they're not playing this Saturday. Well, we got to win. Let's go ahead and wrap it up. 
this terrible season, this terrible team we have, let's not try to play another game against Wake Forest. Let's not try to, you know, we're, we're now, hi we were hiding from Clemson. Now we're hiding from Wake Forest. That's, that's my damn issue. And I start, and I'm really starting to think that it comes from up top and it may, from the, from the decision up top, I don't think it's got to do with anything as far as football related. Right. But I think they're being so overly cautious. It's not fair to the players. It's definitely not fair to the fans either, but more so the players. There are guys on the team that will never play another football game in their life, and they did not know that when they suited up against Duke, right? And so it's just – it sucks. It sucks for uh, all these players that may never play another college football game. Some of them may never play another college football game at Florida State, but they had a chance to play one more game. And uh, conversely, it's not fair to the Wake Forest players. Because of contact tracing, I mean, it's a little asinine. If this was going on in a, in, a, in a National Football League team, Major League Baseball, whatever, where, where they were having to cancel this often, the stop and start, stop and start, stop and start, it would be a huge major story all across the nation. But because Florida State sucks this year and it's college sports, you're not seeing it really being, being much of a story at all. All right, I got that off my chest. I can move on-ish. Um... Uh, ACC title game. This is the game of the day. Clemson versus Notre Dame. Everyone assumes that, uh, hell, you even got Herb Street over there saying, you're about to see the real Clemson team. Da 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 da. And it's, if I'm Notre Dame, I'm a little pissed off because I won a game against this very team just about a, a little over a month ago. And it's being washed aside because the starting quarterback didn't play. But they're, Backup quarterback had had himself a day, and it's it's not like he played atrociously. That team put up points. Notre Dame has the ability to knock Clemson's ass out of the playoffs today, and that's what I'm pulling for because I feel like Notre Dame is going to get in regardless. Um, Angelo, I'll start with you. What is your thoughts on the game, and what's your score? Uh. So you just changed my mind. I was actually thinking about this earlier about how I really don't like both teams. Um, so I had to pick the, the lesser of the evil. But, you know, if Notre Dame wins, that would move Clemson to nine and two. It would take them out of the playoffs, obviously. Um, in the long run, you know, who knows what would happen to Clemson after that. Um, but I think Clemson is really strong. I think that they're going to be fired up after they lost to Notre Dame. But, you know, as you mentioned Notre Dame also has a reason to be to be pissed off uh, because really right now no one's giving them any chance, uh, obviously, but with the spread 10. So I keep flip-flopping. Um, obviously, I want Notre Dame to win, but I, I think it's going to be a really close game. I think Notre Dame should cover. I still am going to go Clemson winning this game. I'm going to say they're going to win 31-27. Uh, to 27. Matt, what say you? I think Clemson wins by two touchdowns and just and dominates the entire game. I think Notre Dame is not as a number two team. I haven't thought that all year long. And I think Lawrence comes back because he missed that game. It's just going to show out, man. I think it's going to be a very – the over is very easy on this. I think it's an easy 70 – they'll score 70 – or the over – both teams will score over 60 points. Easy. Tony? Well, I picked Notre Dame for my underdog pick. I, I'm – I'm kind of in the same boat rooting for, for Notre Dame, which is kind of weird for me. But 
Um, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Clemson getting knocked out. The only other thing is I, Clemson being in the playoffs at least gives somebody a chance to, to beat Alabama down the road. I, I don't really need to see Bama win their 27th. Whatever. I don't need to see. I don't need to see Clemson when they're fourteen. Yeah. You know. So. <laughs> yeah, and I think you and I have our, our same reasons with Bama and, and Clemson. Um, I think uh, the the one thing in this game is that Notre Dame can't necessarily focus on ETN as much as they did uh, in the first game without Lawrence there. Lawrence is back, so there's more of a there's more of a threat to go downfield with him than there was with the backup. So. Um, I think that's where Notre Dame is going to run into trouble. I think Clemson will do a better job of being multidimensional. And I say all that, and Clemson scored 40 points in the first game. So um, I think this will be a little bit more low scoring. I've got uh, 31-21 Clemson. I do think Clemson probably will win, mainly because the game is played in Charlotte. I don't think they're allowing many fans. And I think it's like friends and family, from my understanding. I could be wrong on that one. But – regardless it's a familiar stadium right Clemson has definitely played in that stadium this isn't their first ACC championship game so I think that's going to help Clemson I think what it might do which might be a little exciting I think we might get an Alabama Notre Dame first round game and I would kind of like to see that uh I think that would be a very good game uh, I'm not on. I'm not in the same boat as Matt, thinking that Notre Dame sucks and they're overrated or whatnot. Uh, Notre Dame. If you watch Notre Dame play, they are solid. Their, their their defense is really good, and they play a physical style of football that, if they were in the SEC this year, they would be in the SEC championship game. That's how good they are. They they are they're good, but you wonder if. This game could be a little lopsided because how good is Clemson with uh, Trevor Lawrence? I guess we'll find out tonight. I still think Notre Dame's one of the top three or four teams in the country, but there might be. We're, we're going to find out tonight. Is there a big disparity between Clemson and Alabama and the rest of the country, right? So if Trevor Lawrence is on that field at Notre Dame, win, win lose, or draw, if it's a close game, then I have a much better feeling for the landscape of college football going forward. But if Clemson beats the crap out of them, beats them by 30, I'm going to like, oh, God, this it's going to be Alabama-Clemson for the till the end of time. Like, we're never going to get – we're going to have to, like, chronologically freeze Bobby Bowden's head or something and, and, and let him coach something like the Dallas Cowboys or something to, to be able to beat either one of these teams down the road. It's – it's going to get depressing. I don't like it when there's only two top dogs in college football. It gets boring as hell. So I'm that's why I'm pulling for Notre Dame because I want to see Clemson knocked out of the freaking playoffs. I'd like to see some new blood. It would be – look, as much – Angelo, do, would you – let me ask you this. Let's say Notre Dame wins. They knock out Clemson. But the gift you get is Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher get in the playoffs. Can you – would you – as a Florida State fan – would you rather see Clemson in the playoffs or Jimbo Fisher in the playoffs? And th- that's one of the things I was thinking about. Um, f- for the betterment of Florida State, I think for the program in the future, it'd be better if Jimbo's in. Obviously, if it knocks down Clemson, you know, I mean, we're most likely never going to play Texas A&M. Um, not anytime time soon. Not anytime <laughs> soon, right. Uh, you know, but we have to face Clemson every year, and and obviously they're they're in our 
in, in the ACC. Um, my heart is obviously saying Clemson based off how Jimbo left us and, and the state that he left us in and everything that went down. But I think the betterment for Florida State in general would be if Clemson starts to get knocked down the peg a little bit. I would rather see A&M in. It's just uh, I'm, I'm not the Jimbo hater that everyone else is because I feel like a lot of the stuff that went down wasn't necessarily his his doing. I felt like that there was a lot of incompetency up top. And, uh, you, and, and I still think that they haven't cleaned it up. I think that there needs to be a mass overhaul at the top because uh, there shouldn't have been four weekends this year to, that, have, that have been – it's all been contact tracing on the freak. It's not like there's been an outbreak. If there's an outbreak on the team, I understand. But contact tracing, come on. Um, a and M. The only way Florida State signs a deal to play A and M in the near future is if it's like nine home games and one road game. <laughs> That's, it, there's no way they're going to go. Yeah, let's do a home and home in Texas A and M. Let's start it next year. So Jimbo Fisher has the upper hand. Um, Next game, Big 12 Championship. We kind of talked about it for a second, but uh, I like Oklahoma to win this and cover the spread. Six, there's uh, six one and a half, or sorry, minus six. And a half. By the way, the, the the Notre Dame game, I've got Clemson winning, but I do think Notre Dame covers the spread. I think it's like 34-28, something like that. Um, I think OU covers the spread. I also like the over in this game. I think it's going to be a shootout. I'll say an OU wins the game. Uh, 48-40. Tony, what say so they're, you? They're yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I, I think uh, I, I think OU kind of wins going away. I was going to say like 41 to 20. Matt, yeah, I got Oklahoma. I mean, winning by a touchdown, probably 10 points, and I got them going over too. But yeah, over. And Angela, Oklahoma, big. The next one. Big Ten Championship. Does anyone give any? I, you know, like I'm not saying because of the of the stupid underdog pick. I'm saying, does anyone really give it, oh, Northwestern a chance of a covering the spread or b winning the game outright? I don't think they will. I don't. I think Northwestern is a fraud, and we're going to find it out today. I think Ohio State's also going to want to put style points. I say Ohio State wins this by four touchdowns. Angelo, state your case. Why the Wildcats will roll the Buckeyes today. Which I would love to see. Look, if I have to lose a stupid underdog pick, fair enough. If that means that we don't get Ohio State in the playoffs, oh my God, that would be great. What say you? Yeah, I, I did it more, more for the underdog pick. I was looking at the others, but I just think it, it, it could come either two ways for me. Either Ohio State could come out and play for the style points because they know they need to get in because they're kind of on the edge and they could just roll them. Or I think they could be focused too much on the playoff and, and the future at hand that they'll kind of slow down at this game a little bit. But, you know, Northwestern's really not beaten anyone this year. They beat Wisconsin <coughs> by 10. Um, they lost to Michigan State by 9, which was a bad loss. Um, but, you know, I'm just I'm just hoping that it's the, the second, my second um, situation where Ohio State kind of, is sleepwalking a little start to early to start the uh, the game could gets a uh, Northwestern gets a couple turnovers. I think Ohio state will win ultimately. Um, I'm going to go with a 35 to 24 score line. Matt, what say you? 
think Ohio State rolls. I think they would have been there in a regular season. I think they would have been in the playoff chase anyway. But I would like to see even more than a six-team, oh, six-win team get in the playoffs. Um, but I'm I'm probably about a three touchdown, and I think the over the over over under fifty six. I think they they cover or they get the over two and cover the spread. Tony, I think it's going to be closer than than what a lot of people think. I've got Ohio State sixty nine and Northwestern zero. <laughs> <laughs> that is different. <laughs> If it, if it could be done, uh, Northwestern might have a golf score. That offense is bad. That offense, the defense is supposed to be supposedly good. But they haven't played anybody, so I have a hard time when, when they when they talk about how highly ranked the defense is and whatnot. They shut down Wisconsin. Hell, Wisconsin shuts down Wisconsin because they haven't figured out the forward pass in twenty twenty. I mean, Wisconsin can be shut down because. You get Wisconsin on a third and twelve, and this drive is over. They might as well punt the ball. So I, I, I just have this vision of the end of the first quarter. Justin Fields has four touchdowns already, and it's like, oh god, here we go. We're gonna have to listen to how the, how they're gonna win the Heisman off of his three and zero record or whatever the hell they are right now. Um, and I think there was only one other game of real interest, and then we'll get into our uh, our our other stuff we're doing. Uh, the Cincinnati Tulsa game. If Cincinnati wins, they're gonna they're gonna be chirping about their right to be in the playoffs, especially if other teams lose. Uh, specifically, I think their their biggest path would be is that if Cincinnati were to win and Clemson were to lose, Ohio State were to lose. I think that's their best path. That I think no matter what Notre Dame and Alabama do, they're in. So there's only two slots that could essentially open up. They're and they're also going to need A and M to lose because if A and M's got one loss and Cincinnati's sitting there undefeated in the in the uh, American Championship game, which really come up with a better. I mean, come up with something better than that American Championship game. That sounds like something you would see in a in a movie. Right, like you know, it's <laughs> it's Wisconsin State versus uh, Florida College in the American Championship game. Um, they're fourteen point favorites. The over under, strangely enough, on a fourteen point game is only forty five. So they're not expecting Tulsa to do anything. I think that's I. If I was going to bang anything in this, it would be the over in this game. That is a low score, and Tulsa has put up some points against some pretty decent opponents. I've got Cincinnati winning the game. I'll say uh, thirty-eight to twenty-one. Angelo, what say you? Yeah, I have Cincinnati winning big. Um, Tulsa uh, is not that bad, um, but they're playing at home. They're playing at Cincinnati, so I'm going to go with the Cincinnati win. I think they're going to win. I I agree, but I think they'll go over. I'm going to go 35 to 20. Tony, I think this one's close for a while. These teams have, they were supposed to play like three different times this season and never really could. Uh, games at Cincinnati. I love Cincinnati's defense. If uh, hopefully when Grantham moves on from Florida. Uh, maybe Mullen gives the Cincinnati coordinator a, a call, but um, I, I think Cincinnati will pull away in the end at 31 to 14. Matt Carr? I think it stays right at the under and goes 35 10, Cincinnati. 35 10. Okay. 
Um, oh, what's the over under? I have forty six. You said you had forty five. I have forty five, but it, it, you know, it just depends on what site you're on. Um, yeah. Okay, real quick, I'm just gonna hit different games and uh, give me the winner. Uh, Matt, Tennessee, Texas A and M. Go balls. Balls are going to get the W. Okay. Uh, Tony, Ole Miss at LSU. One point favorite. Should be 